0: You're listening to Lunchtime Movie Review from LunchtimeMovieReview.com, and we are the children of the 80s.
1: Once you've caught the wave, it doesn't matter how you approach it, as long as it's fast and effective. But, remember to always lead with the blade. Goofy footers are an inferior breed. Real surfers lead with their left foot forward.
2: Where the biggest waves in the world found? Waikiki? Kiki. Why, Bay. Correct. Who rules the beaches? Rule. Who rules the surfers?
1: Surf, 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 surf.
0: Frequency for details. All right, welcome back to Lunchtime Movie Review. It's been, what, 18 months <laughs> since our last episode, and yet we're still around.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I'm h- Matt.
1: And I'm Patrick.
2: And I'm Chris. I'm glad my computer finally rebooted or we would have been back at this bitch sooner.
1: <laughs> and how do so. we come back? Do we come back with, like, a seminal 80s film? Do we come back with an undisputed classic of Raiders. <laughs> Raiders. Porkies. First blood. Any Tom Cruise film in the eighties. No. <laughs> Chris brings us back with what?
2: A nice little story about a romance and redemption and revenge oh. called Surf Nazis Must Die. <laughs>
0: Wait a minute. We were watching Surf Nazis much die. I thought we were watching Surf Ninjas with Ernie Reyes Jr. This is going to be a horrible review. Yeah, the
2: Surf
1: Ninjas was a better film than this.
0: Although a 90s movie, not an
2: 80s movie.
1: True, but I would forgive it for that. I would rather watch that twice than this.
2: Well, when I was done with this movie I felt like I was in the 90s, so it might have worked out.
0: <laughs> um, well, before our review here's a word from our sponsor.
2: This episode is brought to you by Troma Manure. If it smells like shit, it must be Troma. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there is real nuance and sophistry in this film. It tells a, a tale that really need to be told at this time uh, in the 80s. What is that tale, Chris?
2: Oh, it's a tale that keeps on going, that's for sure. So what happens when you try and combine the movies of Beach Party, Clockwork, Orange, and Mad Max, then mix in a healthy dose of poor writing, shitty 80s music, and acting that comes from a 4th grade PTA play? Well, you get the post-apocalyptic opus known as Surf Nazis Must Die. Sometime in the near future, Los Angeles is leveled by an 8.6 magnitude earthquake. Since today's media only wants to cover Justin Bieber peeing in a Florida jail or Miley Cyrus's Hand of Adonis sex toy, I'm going to assume that that apocalypse is upon us now. So you Californians might want to brace yourselves for the big one because once the buildings come tumbling down, all the HE double hockey sticks are going to break loose on the beaches. It's not that the vicious pipeliners led by Ariel mechs and teeth or those yellow-skinned samurai surfers Wang, Yin, and Yang are looking for total control. Even the curl, blow, and dry of the designer waves have no problem sharing their tight space with the other fellas. All you have to do is ask, but those dirty, rotten, surf Nazis led by Adolf, a gay-looking rip-off of Freddie Mercury, they want it all, and they want it now. In another part of town, Leroy Washington is escorting his elderly mother out of her ruined abode and drives her down the street to the Stardust Retirement Home, a home that has miraculously escaped the massive destruction of that big earthquake. Mama is pissed that her only child has forsaken her and does the only thing she knows how to do. She hangs up an American flag on her mirror, lights up a stogie, and plays some five-card stud with the committed grandmas. Adolf is out on the beach and he calls a meeting of rival gangs, and one random biker guy named Wheels and tries to unify them under the Nazis' leadership. But there are just too many strong willed personalities in the bunch and they all go their separate ways. But the Nazis don't sit idle. Back at the surf Nazi camp, Mengel. How did we say his name? Mengel? Mengela. Mengela. Mengela? Back it's at a the surf Nazi, 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 Nazi name. <laughs> oh.
0: No, it was. It's, it was, uh. Something Mangala was a uh, Joseph Mangala. He got Joseph Mangala. Yeah, that's
2: right. Oh, well. Back at the surf <laughs> like Adolf,
0: Adolf Adolf also was a reference to uh, Nazi Germany. I don't know. Don't know if you know that. Yeah. No. Well, so was, he
1: was
2: the big guy, the main guy, right? Yeah.
1: And so was Ava. <laughs> oh.
2: Was the one uh, back in the day also a flaming homosexual in the closet? <laughs> yes.
1: Actually, little, yes. Little known <laughs> fact. That's true. Oh. We just lost our German audience.
2: Well, we might have picked up the French audience, so (laughs) it balances out. Back at Surf Nazi camp, Mengele, the quartermaster of the pack, is busy making sheet metal hooks for this guy named Hook. He's a badass who lost his right hand surfing, never mind that you can plainly see him holding the crafted weapons with his right hand. Hanging out there, too, is a guy named Brutus, who's practicing shooting things with his harpoon. Ava, Adolf's girlfriend and the one with the biggest balls of the group, bullies anyone who gets in the Nazi's way, including the biker Wheels, who's not paying up like he should be. And finally, sweet, sweet Smeg, the buddy to Adolf's charge, is in charge of recruiting the hot beach bitches when his leave-it-to-beaver mom isn't busy nagging him. One ill-fated day, a beach kid being molded by Adolf steals an old lady's purse for the gang, but he is stopped by Leroy Washington. Who was out for a quiet jog? Apparently, nobody told him whose territory he was stepping on, and Adolf comes over to set Leroy straight.
1: I was hoping uh, but... he was going to go all last dragon on him, but it didn't happen. <laughs> well,
2: he didn't have the glow. I don't <laughs> think you're going to get very <laughs> far without that around.
0: Catches his bullets <laughs> with his teeth!
2: <laughs> but can't save himself from a hook to the back of the head. <laughs> After a brief but tense conversation between the two men, Leroy grabs Adolf and he throws him to the ground. Still holding on to Adolf. Leroy looks up as Hook hits him in the back of his head with his hook. And I'm thinking his fake hand he's got there. Leroy falls to the ground dead, and that was the group's big mistake. Cut to the funeral home where Leroy's mama is crying before his casket. Someone has taken the only thing that matters to her in the whole world besides her cigars and those tears of hers quickly turn into salty drops of revenge. This old lady, who looks like she's about 35, by the way, is going to take the law into her own hands, and she quickly returns to the scene of the crime looking for clues. She overhears Smeg bragging to some hot beach bitches that the gang killed Leroy, and Mama jumps him looking for answers. She then goes and buys her grenade and a gun and sets out to destroy the surf Nazis all by herself but only after consulting her Bible on the porch. She sets fire to the gang's surfboards, but Adolf thinks it's the rival gangs who have done this as a challenge to their supremacy. The next day, the Nazis will take their revenge on the other gangs. In an odd coincidence, all the other gangs are going to attack the surf Nazis the next day, too. Now there's a little bit of drama, huh? As the sun rises, the samurai surfers attack Adolf and Eva, who are sleeping on the beach.
0: It's very Dickinsonian.
2: I I would never guess what's going to happen to him next, so, you know, it was very tense. Hook jumped out of a strategically placed oil barrel. Did not see that coming. And throws a knife into the back of Wang, killing him. Or maybe it's Yang who he kills, or Yin. I'm not sure which one uh, he took out. The director probably doesn't even have a clue either.
0: And Chris here is not being racist. That is their names.
2: (laughs) I'm not sure I'm pronouncing them right, though. (laughs) It's young. <laughs> it gets a little lost in the translation. Uh, Ava then cuts the throat of another one, and Adolf punches the last one like three times, like he's at a pillow fight or something, and that guy somehow dies from his massive blows. The Nazis then set out to kill off the designer waves who try to cotta their way to safety, but alas, they are no match for Hook, Brutus, and Mengele. Well, actually, they are a match for Mingala. He is the worst fighter of the group, but he somehow managed to kill the last of the remaining designer waves. I think he kind of gave one of them a deep wedgie to win the battle, didn't he?
1: I don't know. I was barely paying attention to the film at this point.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I think you saw everything you needed to in the first 10 minutes anyway. The Nazis go back to their camp to relax after a lovely day of mayhem and to stitch up Adolf, who somehow managed to take one in the ass in the fight against the samurai surfers. Those Asians are very quick in and out, I will tell you. Brutus walks off to get himself and Hook a beer, but he is ambushed by the Pipeliners, who throw acid into his face. Mengele sneaks up and kills one of the Pipeliners from behind. Hook strangles another, and then Mengele kills the last one. But unfortunately for Brutus, he is useless to the gang now that he can no longer see, and Adolf kills him with his own harpoon. That was very tragic. I almost had a tear for that one. The remaining Nazis celebrate the night away with a bonfire, thinking that they've killed off all the rival gangs in L.A. The next day brings with it Mama on a badass motorcycle. She arrives to the Surf Nazi's compound, where they are still sleeping, and rolls a grenade about 600 feet into the complex, where it explodes... (laughs) right as it comes to a rest next to Hook. He and Mengele are killed. As Adolf cries, Ava hears a motorcycle drive away. She thinks it's the rival biker gang who is responsible for the attack, and they give chase. Mama giggles her way back to the Stardust and runs inside to get her gun. Why she didn't carry it with her to begin with, I'm really not sure, but you know, apparently you can kill five people with one grenade. Adolf and Ava arrive and somehow already know that it was Mama who was after them and not the biker gang. Mama then pulls the gun on them and they take off on her motorcycle. She then gives chase in their 80s rape van all the way to an oil refinery far off in the mountains and randomly shoots in their general direction while Adolf and Ava look for hiding spots. Suddenly, for no reason whatsoever, everybody is back on the beach And Mama commissions a random guy at gunpoint to chase the Nazis in his boat since the pair are trying to escape on their surfboards in the ocean. The boat awesomely runs over Ava, cutting her head off. And oddly, the kidnapped driver has no problem with this as he gets a high five from Mama. As the two make a pass towards Adolf, Adolf throws a knife from his surfboard into the driver's back, killing him. Mama takes over and drives up behind Adolf and shoots him. Somewhere. I'm not really sure where uh, she hit him, but she got him. She stops for a moment to light up her swisher sweep, but before she can take a puff, Adolf jumps onto the tiny boat, of course without rattling it or making any waves, and he lunges at Mama in one climatic and dramatic scene. She grabs him by the throat and sticks the gun into his mouth. She shoots his brains out, leaving enough blood splatter over her face to make Dexter proud. The spatter. Splat, spat, blood spatter, leaving the blood spatter all over her face to make bloody cookies. Mama then gets back onto her hirely and drives off in time for lunch with the ladies. The end.
0: Wow. Had I not watched it and listened to your review and your, your, your summary, I'd say, bullshit, <laughs> that movie does not exist. But it does.
2: Yeah. I think the actual movie had more racism in it than my synopsis.
0: (laughs) Somebody drops the N-word. Yeah. But in the 80s, they did that. And the only minorities other than the Samurais was Leroy Washington and Mama Washington.
2: And I swear that Mama Washington was younger than her son in this film.
0: Yeah, she did look young. So my question as I'm watching this, and it was streaming on Netflix, was did this thing really... Get released in a theater?
1: Yes, Matt, it did. In fact, it defined the summer blockbuster in the '80s. <laughs> so this was released. It came out in the summer. It came out in the summer. It was a Fourth of July weekend release, July third oh of nineteen eighty-seven. Released the same day as *Adventures in Babysitting* and Inner Space. Just a second, I got to yell at some fucking dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Where did I leave off? Also released around the same time as Revenge of the Nerds 2, Nerds in Paradise, The Squeeze, Dragnet, Spaceballs, and Full Metal Jacket. Uh, okay, other
0: than Full Metal Jacket, all those movies. Well, and Spaceballs,
2: those movies suck.
1: I would say Spaceball sucks too. So, ah,
2: Spaceballs is great. No, I did like Adventures of Babysitting. Actually, that girl was hot.
1: I enjoyed Dragnet. Dragnet was okay. It wasn't great, but eh. but they're all summer films. I could find absolutely no box office reportings for this film. Really? Yeah, I could find nothing. And you're talking about small films in 1987 that I could find, but nothing was reported on this. So I went to Rotten Tomatoes. It got a 20% critics rating and 31% audience, which means 20% of critics are fucking high is all I could say, because there's nothing I find redeeming about this film whatsoever. But I'm giving away the end already, I guess.
2: That's okay, they gave away the ending at two <laughs> seconds into this film, so all's fair.
0: Yeah, you knew what you were getting with within the opening credits, is it was one of these, where they show a scene and then show a credit, it's very you know, like it's a real I don't know, kind of action movie, like you'd think with a heist film or something, is the, you know, they're getting ready to show you the first heist, and so they show you the credits, and then they see the guys preparing, it's kind of that type of a, a beginning, and it's, but it's so ridiculous right at the beginning you know what you're getting i
1: mean it just i when you see the title surf nazis must die and it came from Trome entertainment who brought us such classics as uh, the toxic avenger and class of nukem high (laughs) that i expect bad already but i expect tongue-in-cheek because at least those films even though they were bad were making they realized they were bad and they were kind of relished in the this one was just – it wasn't even funny. I mean they weren't even acting well enough to be funny funny to watch at because they're, they're delivering these lines with such conviction. I mean they were just horrible actors from top to bottom with maybe the exception of you know, Mama Washington, Gail Neely. She's the only one who actually has kind of a film career out of this. But even still, she's hardly in the goddamn film.
0: Yeah, I have to believe that this thing was tongue-in-cheek and they were trying to do it ironically – but it doesn't come off that way. So I'm going to go all the way to the other side and say that's what makes it a great film is they do such a good job of not appearing to be tongue-in-cheek that it is tongue-in-cheek. It's very (laughs) Kaufman-esque.
1: This horrible amalgamation of Road Warrior and Repo Man and Big Mama's House just does not fucking work, so.
2: I didn't really see how it could be a post-apocalyptic world when you got mom nagging one of the gang members. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah,
1: a post-apocalyptic world where we still have nursing homes. So, cause that's Beautifully first, kept nursing homes. <laughs> that would be one of the first things to go, is elderly would probably end up dying because everyone would be taking care of themselves. But we're all going to surf a lot, that's for sure. That's just... But
0: nothing happened to the beach. I mean, all the homes and all the stuff on the beach seemed fine. Smeg's home, there's a guy <laughs> named Smeg, and that's Smeg's mom. Their home was kind of near the beach, and everything seemed just fine, normal. It didn't seem very post-apocalyptic. They had this take, and this towards the end, finally, it starts shaping up as more of a of a gang film, kind of all uh, warriors, where the, the gangs are finally kind of coming together. And they kind of have that same scene at the beginning with Adolf, the head of the, the Nazi gang, who is talking about the turf or the sand and that. And so it's really got this kind of warrior. It really seems to be a bit of a stealing warriors. And if, they should have just gone with that. This post-apocalyptic stuff just it wasn't working because nobody – there was no – Nothing about it that was that was post apocalyptic.
1: You know, this film makes the Warriors look like Citizen Fucking Kane, and that's <laughs> I just agree. so. And I don't even like the Warriors, so that's saying a lot right there. I mean, it's I, I agree with you that that scene is supposed to be reminiscent, but it's just kind of like, hey, we can get about twelve actors. That's all we can afford because it's such a. The gangs are made up of about three people,
2: and they look like they came from Flashdance, or straight so, from the set.
1: Some of them, yes. Flash dance or throwaways from the last dragon.
2: And what was with the biker guy? He was there for like two minutes. Wheels. Yeah. Wheels. I thought he would play a bigger part in this movie. It's I thought
1: like, everybody would play a bigger part. In this movie. Yeah.
2: But you know, when he, when they gathered all the gangs together, he was there for some random reason.
1: Cause he's the biker gang. Disappears.
2: Yeah. Wheels and, and,
1: is the biker gang. That's it. Him and his girlfriend. Could be.
2: In my world, I would like to know that Mama went and killed Wheels first and stole his motorcycle, and that's who whose bike she was riding around on.
0: That would have oh, made it. I like
2: it. that. That would have been good. Yeah, Th- that would have been a better film. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, right now, the the, the, yeah. the writers like I should have thought of that thirty years ago.
0: But they had these. So they had these real weird fight scenes, and then just random out of place surf. Montages, just with people just surfing with no purpose behind it. Not like good surfing as far as attaching it to the film, like Point Break, which, let's face it, brilliant use of surfing. (laughs) But so those are just the two things. The fight scenes were horrible and just throwaway surf scenes and very little dialogue throughout the film, which is why it was only an hour and 22 minutes. And I know this because I I kept the uh, display up there so I could count
2: down knowing how soon it was to being done. (laughs) And, and if it was- you had turned it off after the 20th minute, you probably would have got the same uh, result in the in the ending.
0: Yeah, and I considered that. So tell me why you suggested we watch this and review this, Chris. Was because it because I- you really feel bad for Jason and the fact that he picked Transformers, <laughs> that you wanted to just Jay- get in there and say, no, no, no. Jay else to Jay- have pick- a worse movie? Jay picked uh, this-
1: Transformers, not Jason. Sorry,
0: I- Sorry Jay. <laughs> to have a worse film than what Jay that Jay picked to say, I also can pick bad movies. Well,
2: you know, I just wanted to have a live action version of crap that he picked. And, uh, <laughs> you know, if, if you can animate crap, you can do a live action part of it. And I think I succeeded in that. The, but it's such a
1: bizarre freaking pick that, you know, <laughs> uh, the, the certain Nazis must die, which by the way, is streaming for free on Netflix, because no one would fucking pay for it at, at, ever <laughs> in their life. I, you know
2: like The box YouTube. office was zero.
1: Well, as far as I can tell, yeah. And i looked everywhere trying. I spent like an hour and a half trying to find that information, and apparently it just escaped. That's all I can describe. It got a theatrical release because I actually was able to find enough information about it that Roger Ebert walked out of it and after a half hour, and that's what he said in his review. So,
2: Oh, that's funny. I kind of think we hmm. should have walked out on a half hour into this one.
1: That would have been 50 minutes I would have regained in my life that I will never get back
2: now. So, yeah.
0: Well, and now we're talking about it for an hour. So, we-
2: <laughs> I don't think yeah. we can even squeeze an hour out of that shit.
0: <laughs> well, the one thing I'm going to take from it, I'm going to say uh, – well, the, here's a couple of things. The uh, – the, the, the characters of the the Butch, I think his name was, with the the kind of Droog outfit from Clockwork Orange, and the other buddy who looked like Adamant, looked like a blonde Adamat, Just really weird, uh, w- weird outfits. But they also went with rather than it being campy and tongue in cheek, it was kind of a I wouldn't say a hard R, but it was it was a clear R with 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 language and fairly graphic, uh, albeit unrealistic blood. And killing scenes. And there was nudity.
1: Yeah. yeah, but not good nudity. This was like cheap it was 80s like nudity. Yeah, this was like cheap 80s nudity. It was. This is not like Porky's nudity. At least there was some
2: satisfaction to that. So.
0: But still, doesn't that cut against this being intentionally campy and intentionally just tongue-in-cheek?
2: I think this Maybe movie not. was so lo- low-budget they couldn't afford the camp.
0: Yeah, and it was. I'm going to say a bad high school student film. <laughs> not like a bad college student film
1: high school student high school student who didn't graduate right that's what you're thinking that's yeah, what I yeah yeah
0: okay well it's a guy who I, was just like in film class in high school just cuz he liked some chick that was in it didn't ever put any effort and then realized saturday oh crap this thing's due and so he puts a movie together in a in a, in a day
2: i think they filmed this entirely on one vhs tape and then uh, would hit pause film something then hit pause again film another something and that was their whole editing process. Mm.
1: Now Matt the you end. you mentioned that you actually paid attention to the graffiti in the back which I can understand because I was trying to find the story so I was distracted but you were actually <laughs> looking for something important the graffiti that's on the wall in the back.
0: Well it, it just cra- it does crack me up if you look at the back there's always graffiti and it's just it's really bad they've got like really bad pictures of penis and Different word like you suck and and then at one point they have something about the hot beef injection during one of the scenes and that kind of cracked me up just the, the the stuff that was back there and watching that so oh, I so say you watch the they... whole movie on on silent and just watch the graffiti
1: so these surf Nazis were really into the Nazi propaganda is what you're telling me that they that... right exactly
2: maybe they you were know, being taunted while they were out and uh, people were. The, the designer waves were, uh, <laughs> were putting the penises on the wall for him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the designer waves. Yeah, it was the, – the, the only thing I'll take from this film, this is – what was kind of interesting is that the, the hero here is basically a grandmotherly black woman. She is like the Death Wish guy. <laughs> was it Charles Bronson? Bronson? Charles Bronson of the film. And the other hero is June Cleaver with his Smeg's mom. So the two the two real heroes, the the archetype, uh heroes here are moms. So this is really just kind of a, a love letter to mothers all over the place and how important they can be in our lives to really saving society even in a post-apocalyptic world where surf nazi gangs rule.
1: Well, Matt, I'll Way give to go, mom. I'll go even one further in that that it's if- you really want to dig deep on this film and you really would have to and really be desperate that this is a feminist film because all the women in it are strong female characters. If you know from Ava who basically is, you know, she manages the surf Nazis other than Adolf who she stands by his side, but she is a leader in that group to wheels girlfriend. Who's the one who, is collecting the money and keeping track of everything, who chases off the girl who's trying to steal the money from wheels. I mean, they have a lot of strong female characters. Not interesting, but strong female characters.
0: Well, but they're no, no less interesting than the males. Well,
1: that's true. But they they have more to them than – I mean, all the males seem to be one-dimensional and the females seem to – I mean, they, they might be a little better than one-dimensional, but there's, there's something – they are not – what you would expect from an, an 80s female character.
2: An eight, so what an, you're
0: saying is this is a groundbreaking film?
2: Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was the beginning of all the crap that was going to come out of the 90s. Like? Such as. Yeah, such as. Yeah, I, I I can't even compare it.
0: <laughs> That's a nice line, though. That's a good. Yeah.
2: Uh, well, well, see, look uh, at such that. Such as uh, Forrest Gump. Oh, wait, what year was that? <laughs> 94
1: <laughs> the films like this in a couple of years would have gone straight to video and never would have had any kind of theatrical release <laughs> and you know it it would have been up there alongside the Jeff Speakman films and shit like that in the 90s that you know where where eventually Van Damme and Seagal's films were in the late 90s but in this point in time it still was it still got some sort of theatrical release, probably not a very good one, not a wide one, but it, it was released and actually it was released overseas as well. Cause I saw release dates for, you know, multiple other countries, but it's, it, it
0: I can't even get rad on DVD <laughs> or streaming on Netflix, but yet surf Nazis is, this is a travesty. All right. Anything else on this? I was gonna call it a film on this movie on this straight to video. Should have been straight to video movie.
2: It should have been straight to trash can movie, but uh, yeah. How does this stuff get made and released? Because it doesn't
1: cost much to make. I mean, it's probably shot on. I don't. Probably wasn't even shot on film. Was probably shot on video at the time, not for a video release, but shot on video which was cheap and then edited it and pieced together i mean there's no special effects they just get a group of people who have no acting ability whatsoever and that's why pretty much none of them have any kind of yeah, yeah did any kind of career right. i mean you know, Mama I,
0: Washington was in some, looks like she was in some TV shows. She, she was like Naked
2: Gun sequel and.
1: Earth Girls Are Easy, Million Dollar Mystery, and The Wayans Brothers. So she did not have did not have a great career after this.
0: Although worked. Uh,
1: no, she did work. Adolph, I thought was the most interesting. He went on to have a very esteemed career in Maniac Copy Played Corner. Meaning a Cop two he played medical examiner and in the hit list he played doctor. So he didn't even get a name, he just got a career. And a-
0: <laughs> okay, so if mama Washington was in those films, Naked Naked Gun two and a half or two and three two and a third or whatever it was and uh, Earth Girls Are Easy, so that and the Wayans brothers, that says she has some sort of a comedic background. Yes. Which may, means that this was supposed to be a comedy sort of.
1: Or maybe people saw this at the time and started laughing and said, let's put her in this film. Yeah. Like, I
0: just, I, I wanted, I kept trying to look at it and it says, okay, maybe it's a comedy. Maybe it's a comedy. And it just, ah, I, I just didn't buy it as a comedy. They just seem to be taking because, it so seriously.
2: But because it, she laughs so much, that made it a comedy. Somebody was laughing. Yeah.
1: But I don't see it as an action film either. There's not enough action in it. Uh, it's not really a crime film uh, with, Bringing in the you know Nazi Party, you think, well, maybe it might have a political edge. No, it doesn't even have a political edge. They don't even they don't even spend any time trying to develop that. It is, it is, it is nothing. That is what it is. You can't categorize it. It's not drama. It's not. It's not historical. It's not even science fiction. There's nothing science fiction about it. It's just bad.
2: Is what, yeah. what did they get if they uh, if they won control? It wasn't like they were really going for money or anything. It's just like they get more water to surf on. Is that what it? They won.
0: <laughs> the, the turf. It was the the huh. um. It was the sa- the uh, beach. They got their their side of the beach, and really, they they weren't even fighting over that because they just thought that the other gangs were attacking them, which they ended up they were, but it wasn't clear why. So I don't know. It was it was really kind of a big uh, Three's Company ec- episode with a lot <laughs> of uh, misunderstandings. I would and have Mama
2: li- was Mr. Furley.
0: All right, so we go around and <laughs>
2: stand the test of time. Do we need to? I
1: mean, I think there's uh, just ceremony and we could do it, but. Yeah,
0: I just, there's some that are so bad they're good, and this is not that. It's just so bad it's bad and it's a
2: waste of time. Sorry I wasted everybody's time. This movie was so bad that our fourth member didn't even show up to That's how bad it <laughs>
0: And he didn't even tell us – He, he it, normally everyone's like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to be able to make it today. He was just like, I'm out. Yeah,
1: Sancho was like, fuck this. These assholes. There's no way. This is a fucking practical joke. They're not making me do a podcast <laughs> well, review of this film. I'm,
0: here's what I've decided. LTMR is on this hiatus, you know, really on its last leg. So this is really Chris's <laughs> subversive way to try to bury us and kill us. <laughs> this is going to make everybody want to come good. back.
2: <laughs> our one listener in Australia has just moved to New Zealand. First, SOL. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh shoot.
1: Yeah. He's going to oh. say, really? I've waited 18 months for them to review surf Nazis. Really? really?
0: <laughs> if our listener, you all uh, pontificate, <laughs> without without substance on other films
1: well we do chris and i do a couple other podcasts we do movie house memories which is now the website where you can find the lunchtime movie review and soon to find all the lunchtime movie review episodes as as we put them back up again and then we just started last month reviewing some james bond films in a series of you know a short series of uh, podcasts so And Matt, you also have appeared on other podcasts. I don't know how recently, but uh, Infants on Thrones, your theological, sociological, and Philosoph- <laughs> philosophical, yeah, ph-
0: philosophical, philosophical. Yeah. Yes. We do are still, I'm still on that and we still put those talk about pontificating <laughs> without talk about pontificating, although it's right in our title, we call ourselves infants on thrones because we are in, infants talking about stuff we are not qualified to talk about, but that's what makes it fun.
1: Yeah. What we've been doing on LTMR for like three years.
0: Booyah. <laughs> Well, oh, good. But look for us back on LTMR to review these these uh, films from from our childhoods. There are so many more that we haven't gotten to that. Uh, it <laughs> really seems like a uh, we really didn't need to scratch the surface. Surf Nazis with some uh, great classics like uh, First Blood and uh, Raiders, uh, of, Lost Raiders Art, of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Police yeah.
1: Academy. Porky. Oh, no, we
0: haven't we haven't done any of the Star Wars films.
1: Nope, we haven't done a single Star Wars film yet.
2: At this point, I would have reviewed Tootsie instead of this one. (laughs) And by the way, this one did stand the test of time. Once crap, always crap.
0: It is timelessly crappy. All right. Well, we're getting out of here right now, and you guys are invited. Search Nazis is the best movie ever. (laughs)
2: This podcast is not endorsed by Troma Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Surf Nazis Must Die, all names and sounds of Surf Nazis Must Die, characters and any other Surf Nazis Must Die related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Troma Entertainment or their respective trademark and or copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of Movie House Memories, Lunchtime Movie Review and Fuzzy Bunny Slippers Entertainment LLC, unless otherwise noted.